Switch to Sprint and get our best unlimited deal ever. Four lines of unlimited for just $100 a month. Plus, we're including four amazing iPhone 11s on us when you trade an iPhone 6s or newer in any condition. Visit Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1, or come see us in our stores. Phone after twenty nine seventeen per month credit for 18 months credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Requires new account. Unlimited basic after seven thirty one twenty one. Pay $35 per month per line with AutoPay. Date 80 prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxi fees and roaming speed. Maximum use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Switch to Sprint and get our best unlimited deal ever. Four lines of unlimited for just $100 a month. Plus, we're including four amazing iPhone 11s on us when you trade an iPhone 6s or newer in any condition. Visit Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1, or come see us in our stores. Phone after twenty nine seventeen per month credit for 18 months credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Requires new account unlimited basic after seven thirty one twenty one. Pay $35 per month per line with auto pay. Date 80 prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming speed. Maximums use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. David, Dave Stevens, David Sterling, I'm Tony Permanzi. We're coming to you today from 10K Brewing in downtown Anoka. Now, um, I don't think you guys have been here before. I nope. haven't, and uh, it, which is odd because my work is about maybe a mile from here, yeah. just south in Champlin. And so I've been here a couple times. Uh, it's a, it's right in the heart of downtown Anoka. It, uh, if anybody's, I mean. I've been in downtown Oakland numerous times. If anybody hasn't been down here, it's a great place. Lots of antique shops. We're looking out onto their one of their main roads here, and it's a cool little spot. And this spot actually, I think, was an old bank, I believe. Um, yeah, for being like you know, you know, we're relatively close to Minneapolis. We're yeah. just it's a suburb, but uh, it's got a, a, a nice Main Street feel to it. It mm-hmm. really does, Anoka. Yeah, you know, Anoka is a nice old town. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. The nice thing about it was I got to. Uh, I got to come up uh, on the uh, highway instead of going, you know, on the, uh, well, the back roads instead of going on the highway. I got to go on the back roads from my house. You guys had to drive on the highway. Oh, I did but, back roads. But, oh, you did back roads too? Yeah. Well, from, West River Road. Well, yeah, that's what I took. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So it's kind of a great little area out here. Of course, we're drinking their beers. Um, we have... I started off with the attack. What is it? The attack of the cows, which is one of their signature beers, which is a cream ale. Uh, I'm assuming they call it that because it's they put a little lactose in there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I started out with that. Dave, what did you have to start off? I with? had the uh, Munich Hellies. Okay. Or Hell. Um, it's uh, it's it's an easy drinker, and I think uh, John could probably help us out. I got to get my little Andrisky reference in there, but I think <laughs> Hell is uh, German for. Uh, like pale or light. Yeah, and, I think it's light. So a Munich Helle is, yeah, is uh, yeah. traditionally southern German beer. And uh, yeah. no, it's it's an easy drinker. I'm almost done with it, actually. Sterling, what did you start off with? I started out with a Kolsch. Oh, okay. Another easy drinking German beer. Mm-hmm. Nice, crisp, smooth. Yeah. And so I want to say that um, normally this place has a lot of different rotating. They make a lot of different beers. They are a small system, but they're always rotating things out. They had a food truck festival yesterday, 
which tapped them out of most of their rotating beers. So we're here today on Sunday, and they've got just their like six, maybe basic. I think it's yeah, yeah. There's six basic ones. They're yep. big ones. They have. They don't have any of the. But if you come here on a Saturday or a weekday, they're going to have some crazy stuff. I've been oh. in here before and had some crazy beers. Well, yeah. and they do still have that uh, Berliner Weiss. That's the sour, sour yeah, yeah, yeah. hopped, uh, dry hopped sour. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to come back actually because I mean I was checking them out on Twitter and Facebook, and I just you could see like every week they're coming out with a yeah. new beer, and yeah. they, they had some of the milkshake IPAs that were on tap, and mm-hmm. yeah, I can't wait to come back and. And I want to thank, uh, again, 10K for letting us come out here. Um, I, again, we love coming out to breweries. We have the guy, the uh, food truck out here is G.I. Joe's Food Truck. Um, and he's been out here, I don't know if this is the first time out here, but I've seen him around. He's been in Omni before. He's been in a couple other breweries. Uh, great food. He is a, I think on the back of his thing, he's a military vet. Yes. I believe. Uh, so his... Uh, Food is your basic, uh, it's hot dogs, it's uh, brats, oh. it's burgers, sides of bacon and beans and all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, so. he was in the Minnesota Army National Guard, served 20 plus as a reservist and yeah. deployment. Yeah, I think yeah. Fox Sports North did kind of a nice little feature on him. Okay. And uh, you can check that out on Facebook, on his yeah. Facebook. Yeah. So it's, it's, what is it, G.I. Joe's Food Truck is the Facebook yeah. account. So. Check him out. He's out here right now doing some food on a lovely Sunday, boys. It's uh, it is. yeah. It you know, out considering be... it was 112 on oh, Friday. God. Yeah, all, you guys are whining. I came back, you know, late late Friday night, and like, oh, this isn't too bad. I mean, it was a little humid, but uh, mm-hmm. no, the, nah, it I, I'm going gonna, gonna to point out. Uh, a few years ago, I decided to drive from my at that time home in Western Colorado, yeah, to L.A. for a work conference. And um, I did that because I was going to drive through Arizona to see uh, some family in Phoenix and a friend that was in Prescott. And I had to stop for gas in Palm Springs. Ooh. And it was 113. <laughs> Our 112 heat index yeah. put that 113 in the desert to shame. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was like... You know, I was like, well, this should feel just like Palm Springs. No. Because that's what the feel-like index is, right? You know, the heat no. index is? You know, no, it was, it, I don't know. It that's had a, to be like 120 in the desert. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so desert, just very briefly, desert stuff is a little different because we get the humidity up here. Right. And the humidity just kills it, man. It, yeah, well, you, you, you can't, you just can't sweat. You can't, can't sweat. evaporate off you. So when it's that humid out, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. it's, it's just brutal. I mean, I think you mentioned Palm Springs. Last time I was with through Palm Springs, I was on my way out to Lake Havasu, where it was mm. right on the 4th of July, and the high that day was 120 degrees. It didn't drop below 100 at night. Ugh. It kind of made it unbearable. We were camping. It makes it unbearable for that. But uh, as far as walking around, running around, it's, it's not that oh. bad. It really isn't. It's been I, a- I agree been a streak up here. and i'm, I'm gonna bring something up about callum's comments of the oh yeah rsl game we got we have to talk about that but <laughs> but not not yet we'll talk about that later i will say because there's no debate you, you, i'm <laughs> sure you guys have seen it on social media or whatever where they compared uh, i think it was july 19th to uh, january 29th yeah, yeah. and they yeah. showed here's the heat index and here's yeah. the wind chill Pick yeah your poison Pick i mean poison. it's yeah. it's a no-brainer yeah i think opinion. it was 164 but, swing for the twin cities it was something yeah, like because it was, it was yeah. like negative 50s negative yeah. 60s yeah. wind chill yeah you know what it feels like at, like we're talking about the heat index so. yeah. yeah so today's a today's fantastic a great, day. great day yeah um so 
We're here in downtown Anoka. We got some games to talk about, boys. Um, let's start off first with the the win. Well, the game against New Mexico. Yeah. In the uh, the yep. Open Cup. Yeah. And I think when we went into that game, we were a little bit. I was a little gun shy about it because New Mexico had kind of driven through and kind yeah. of. They yeah. they knocked off Colorado and yeah. Dallas in exactly. route, in route to the you know the quarterfinals and yeah. away yeah away yeah. yeah so so we had them at home um, and we went to that game and we just we put the gas on in well that slow down now we, yeah, yeah before Sterling even got to your seat uh, mm-hmm. I was we had thanks Sterling we had front row seats for this right at center pitch yeah, that's and, cool. uh, yeah but before Sterling even sat down. I think it was in the uh, sixth or seventh minute. New Mexico took the lead. They did, they and did. so boy, Tony, if you're having those feelings and to to go down that early, well, it can't make you feel well, too good. And, and you know, my my neighbor and friend Brett and I were stuck in the lines, which that was also a little bit of a controversy, apparently. Yeah, there was um, there was some things going on, and it, you know, we're we're stuck in line and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting and we finally get into the stadium, and we're we're walking past the first TV that we yeah. see. And here, we're looking up, and New Mexico's celebrating. Yeah. We're like, what the hell? We aren't even to our aisle yet at this point. <laughs> and in here, New Mexico's already scored. And, it, you know, we walk down to our seats, and, you know, Dave's sitting sitting down already, and the guy that bought your ticket is uh, now sitting down. Yeah. The extra ticket. Yeah. You could have potentially had that mm-hmm. ticket. Um, and, it, you know, and Dave said that something to the effect of hopefully it turns around it now that we were there. Right. And within what? Oh, three minutes. Three minutes? Yeah. Um, yeah three, because you got there just after they scored. Yeah. Uh, which right. was yeah. in the seventh minute. And right. then in the tenth minute, Angelo Rodriguez yeah. scored and the floodgates basically opened. It opened. That. And so with those four goals in 13 minutes, the floodgates truly did open. Um, and just to kind of you know, if we're going to tie a bow on this one, Angelo Angelo Rodriguez ended up with a hat trick, his first for Minnesota, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, those goals, his goals came in the 10th, the 18th, and then Minnesota actually made it 5-1 to one just before halftime. So let's, let's talk about who we're playing next because that's a big deal because there's a little bit of a scheduling kind of thing going on. Right. So with the draw, we get Portland in the next round. They're playing here on Wednesday night. This August 7th. August yep. 7th. And we'll all, I think all of us will be at that that's, game. That's I'm going to be there. Be, yeah. That's yep. the plan. And they're playing again at home on the at, on Sunday. The previous Sunday, the 4th. The 4th. They're playing a previous Sunday on, at, on the 4th against Portland at home as well. So they're having a home-on-home against Portland. Correct. Which is a little bit weird. In three days. In it's three days. very unusual. Yeah. So we'll see what kind of lineups they have. And that's my question. In what game, let's say say the standings are where they are right now. Obviously, it's a couple weeks from now. But let's say we have the, what is it, nine-point cushion over Portland. Yeah. Um, How do you think they handle that, David? I mean, the lineup. Because it's two games in three days. I guess you find out out what's more important to the organization. Yeah. well, I mean, I, what their track record has shown, they're, they're going to put out strong lineups even against New Mexico. Right, yeah. and you know, we were kind of discussing very briefly in our text messages last night that um, you know our new signing, who I won't mention quite yet, um, he'll be available uh, mid-August 
so he's still not going to be available. And, you know, you don't know. Um, obviously, Ozzy has a has a bruise. Shoulder. Yeah, shoulder uh, bruise, yeah. yeah, shoulder or clavicle or something. Yeah. Uh, and if, my understanding is he could have played, but why travel? No. Um, and I'm referring to last night. So that doesn't seem serious. Uh, Angelo had uh, an ankle roll in practice. My understanding is he could have played as well because he wasn't even listed on the um, injury report. But he didn't but they travel decided not to travel. Why not? Cha- why chance? So again, why not? Mm-hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, we're we're healthy. Yeah. Uh, now, however, it's we've got another jumble of games. Mm-hmm. I think it's about three weeks worth of game where it's literally every four days we're playing. Yeah, yeah. We it's, so, it's like the stretch the. Minnesota just got yeah, out of where they had exactly. seven games in 22 And days. I think this one's only five games in, I think it's five games in uh, two and a half weeks or so. And so, we're talking about the West here, guys. I mean, the West is a jumble. It's a it's a quagmire of teams going for playoffs yeah. right now. Uh, and it, so, I, I don't know. I guess I would say that you, you, uh, I mean, it's the semis. You have to play a strong I'm, team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think most fans would agree. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll, we will find out. But I mean, as a fan, I, I would say, wow. I, you know, I, I put more importance on that U.S. Open Cup semifinal. Yeah, uh, you know, I point. think back against New Mexico, I was saying you don't play a strong team because it's no. one New Mexico. But they kind of did. They still did. They yeah. absolutely did. So, um, so obviously, Adrian doesn't agree with me on that. No, uh, but. I think it's the semis. Mm-hmm. You go to the final if you win. So and yeah. at this point, you have to say it's more important, and without a doubt. Minnesota could potentially host said final if, if uh, Orlando were to beat right. Atlanta. Orlando, Orlando's playing pretty well right now. Yeah. Portland speaking is playing of, very well on the speaking road. Of, yeah, Orlando managed a draw at Portland just the other yeah. night. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, I mean, you have to play a strong lineup. I, it, you know, if it was earlier on and it was New Mexico, it's different. But Should I send a fruit basket to Orlando to make them play a strong lineup against Atlanta? I, I think they will. I hope so. Well, I mean, not, they, have, they have bad blood, so I think they will. Let's okay. not get ahead of ourselves. They do have those home-and-home home games against Portland. They have I know they do. Before we I'm, can start talking about a final. What I'm but. saying is I want Orlando to win. I don't want to play in Atlanta if we win. However, okay, I mean... 70,000 people ahead of for ourselves, a U.S. As Open Dave Cup said, final. we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But it would be pretty sweet it would be. to beat Atlanta in Atlanta in front be, of yeah. 60,000 people yeah. or however many yeah. people for a U.S. For Open Cup. Yeah, I, I have to say. Might have to make the trip for that one. <laughs> right. I mean, I that even crossed my mind. I was like, yeah. man, if we win... I don't know. Atlanta might be on my... Yeah? I might be like, Sarah, sorry, I'm leaving... Goodbye. Hopefully it'd be on a weekend. I don't know. No, probably not. It'd be a weekday. Probably I not. think it will be a weekday. It'd be a, it'd be like a Wednesday, would, probably. Unless there's a break for the Open Cup is in yeah. the MLS schedule. Yeah. I can't remember. Well, hmm. But anyways, getting ahead of ourselves, guys. Yeah. We won. We're going to the semifinals of the Open Cup. Good for us. Fantastic. Let's get back in the league play a little bit because we got we had Dallas last. Was it Saturday night? Oh, yeah, yeah, about a week ago. Yeah. And uh, you guys have to get in this game because I was at a wedding party and I was drinking and I was seeing texts from you guys and I didn't know what the heck was going on. So, yeah, it was a from what I saw, it was a pretty uh, 
slow kind of game throughout. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it didn't... I don't know if I'd call it slow, but, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of action. And, in yeah. fact, I mean, with the, the, the starting lineup that they put out against Dallas was almost identical to the, the starting 11 that they put out for New Mexico, with the one change being uh, uh, Finley, who okay. started in, ahead of Ibarra. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, just looking down at my know, I mean, just going into this match, you know, Minnesota had not had a lot of success against Dallas. I think mm-hmm. they've they won one out of four league matches. Um, in fact, the three that they lost were, I believe, um, shutouts. Except mm-hmm. for so the three losses compared to one victory, the three losses were all shutout w- wins, clean sheets for Dallas. So, so they weren't scoring any points against no. Dallas, is the deal. And no, and right. through the first, how many? I mean, through the first half, there was. No goal scored. No, you know, and I think they had decent pat. Minnesota had decent passing. Um, they had a few chances. Um, I, I remember uh, Finley and uh, Darwin blew some opportunities. I, I mean, I don't think it was. It wasn't a bad game. There was, or, yeah. I, I mean, there was a huge missed opportunity. I think it, it was early on in the sixth minute. Kevin Molino put a ball up. He came up the middle, put a nice ball onto Finley, and then to Darwin, and then he, he, he unfortunately mm-hmm. missed it. It was well defended, but uh, they should have finished it well. And I, I look back at my notes, and I'm just thinking, you know, I just I wasn't impressed with Boxel Opara. Now, granted, it was 0-0 going into the half, so I guess I can't be that disappointed. Yeah. But I just think the center backs weren't performing well. Passing needed to improve. That Minnesota was losing the midfield battle, I kind of felt, throughout most of that first half. I did jump out of my couch at one point in that first half, and I think half the stadium did as I was watching it on TV. I think it was in the 30, uh, 36th minute I got. Uh, Finley looked like he had scored a goal, but it hit the wrong side of the net. But I literally jumped off my couch and started yeah. getting excited, yeah. but it was not a goal. Uh, yeah, You know, I, I, I think if I was to take something from that game, uh, it was it was Molina's movement inside that that harmed us the most. If I was to try to put something on it, sure, I just felt like he was he was narrowing the game, mm-hmm. and it's something that we lose with him. I mean, he he is kind of there's a reason why he views him as a ten. Yeah. Because he likes to kind of move around, and get inside. There's a reason why uh, Trinidad and Tobago use him as a ten. He likes to move around, get inside. Well, then you lose that that width on the left side. Sure. Uh, and it, with Finley playing, you have to play Molino on the left. You use Ibarra. You could maybe. I mean, it's not the best position for Ibarra, but you can put Ibarra on the left mm-hmm. and let Molina play on the right, sure. where he belongs. But even then, you're still going to lose that width on the right. Yeah, because Molino's, so, Molino's not an outside guy. Yeah, so it's it's one of those things where, you know, I think that was a big issue with the midfield. It just wasn't, things weren't clicking. Mm-hmm. But it was still, you know, I mean, it was it was a fine game. The tempo was pretty high. Sure. Uh, I, I just don't think it was, the half was very impressive whatsoever there, on either side. There just wasn't a lot of rhythm to it. Yeah. I think it was yeah. just stop and start and just never got that flow that you kind of would expect. But uh, So we go into the second half and there was, it's pretty much the same same deal, right? I mean, it was you yeah. know, it was nil-nil for most of the game, right? I mean, yeah, I mean it was it, that. It, it was, and I mean they, they made some subs, and so I think we had what well, we had. Uh, Abara came in for Molino, Toy came in for Angelo Rodriguez, and then just a few minutes later, in seventy second minute, uh, 
Lawrence Alum came in for uh, Ozzy Alonso, okay. and that's where Ozzy actually got hurt. And, right. and at that point, I remember thinking, "Wow, that doesn't look good." It was his yeah. shoulder. Shoulder injury. Well, and it, he actually got hurt earlier than that. Oh, they okay. let him play a few minutes before mm. he finally came out. In fact, I thought when Ibarra came in, he was coming in for Ozzy. Sure, uh, but apparently they decided it was time for Ozzy to come out, which is fine because I think Olam's actually done very well. I, I like his veteran presence. I mean, he's not quick by any means, and he's no. not Ozzy, but he's done very well. Yeah. But yeah, if we want to jump to the exciting part of this game, and yes, the Tony which we might as well. Let's, let's, let's jump all the way ahead to, to added time. It, yes. was, it was actually in added time. It was after yeah. the 90th minute um, where everything changed. And I mean, I think we're there. I think the fans... I was certainly waiting for something to happen, and it certainly did. Um, Mason Toy scored a goal, mm-hmm. the winning goal, as it turned out. Yes, in the 90th minute, plus one. So it was, yeah. it was really. And exciting. I saw there was a after Toy scored that goal, then there was a little bit of a thing on the other side of the field with our goalie. A little um, bit of a thing. Yeah, a little bit of a thing. You know, and it, I don't know. First off, I got to tell you. Toy, his presence, his his intelligence, yes, is leaps and bounds better than it was even in the training, the the preseason games I saw. Well, yeah, I mean, because I mean, his goal, he was in the right spot. I mean, it was I think Jan Gregis, um, he Toy scored off the yeah, rebound. Gregis I mean, uh, came in, came into the box and took a shot. Uh, it rebounded. Um, and Toy was there. I shouldn't say block, but the goalie made a nice save. Yeah. But, but, it, but I think we're, we're going to talk about Toy a little bit in the next game and the fact that he has surpassed Dunlady. Oh, yeah. In terms of being he's kind of next Without man up type of deal. Right? And, it, and it, yeah, I'll, I've got another thought on him about yeah. uh, Madison. We'll keep till then. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so the, the, the kerfuffle in the penalty box. Yes. I, I'm still not convinced it's a penalty. I mean, it, yeah. it was... I think some referees aren't going to say that's a penalty. Well, it no. was... It was After seeing that, and what it was the previous game, was it Finley who, who was involved in that? It was, yeah, it was Finley who was awarded a penalty kick against... Uh, uh, blank in here, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And so after seeing that, I said, well, okay, well, that probably mm-hmm. is a penalty as yeah, well. Yeah, you know, I mean... And this one, this one, just so we're all clear here, this, you know, Vito's foul did, yeah. did go to VAR. It was it a did, VAR. Yeah. It was in the 94th minute, too. Yeah. So you talk about an exciting, you know, nine minutes of play here after Minnesota t- took and it, the lead. And, you know, it was one of those things where play kind of continued for mm-hmm. a few seconds and then, you know... But... Out. Vito commits the foul. He does. But he redeems himself. He does. By saving the PK. Which uh, I think, hands down, was what defined him being on the team of the week. Yeah, yeah well, and we were talking about it before that moment even happened. We had kind of all agreed that, um, at least a couple of us agreed, you and I, David, that um, v- Vito was her man of the match. Yeah, he had some and then, good saves. And, and then he commits the foul in the 94th minute. We're like, mm, maybe we'll uh, change yeah. our mind. But to come up with his that save, I think he, he dove to his right. He yeah. was in the right spot, right I guess, spot, right? Yep. And, and uh, so it saves the game for us. Is what saves the game, yeah. Get our three points. Get three points. Oh, good. Third in the conference for a few minutes. Yeah, for a few minutes. Yeah. So we win against Dallas, one nil. Yep. 
we rock into uh, Salt Lake City against right, RSL. Which is a very difficult place. Which to we talked about before the game. Uh, you guys did. I was dealing with my kids. But you guys were going back and forth about their defense and everything like that. And then I started looking at the stats. I'm like, oh, shit, they got a really good defense yeah, in Salt Lake. At home. At home, yes. Yeah, actually, yeah. If, you, if you look at it like across the year so far, 2019 MLS, their kind of their goals against is almost identical to Minnesota's mm-hmm. at about one and a half or one point sure. four five something like that. But yeah, like but at home, they have been better. they have put a brick wall up. In, in fact, and this is one thing that I think I made my score prediction before I kind of looked into it. I took the dive and looked into everything, and they are real Salt Lake. They had won their last five home games. Yeah, four of those five wins were clean sheets, including yeah. the last three at home yeah. were clean sheets. So it they, it was a bit daunting going into there. And so let's. It's not going into Colorado, but you're still at about 4,000, 4,500 feet elevation. Before we go into this game, let's talk about our goal predictions because somebody hit it on the head, didn't we? No. No. We got the outcome correct. Somebody somebody correctly predicted a draw. Yeah, somebody did. Got the outcome correct. Yes. No, Uh, no, well, a draw. A draw. Yeah, Yeah, well, uh, you, Dave, predicted... Two one, a two one loss. I predicted a two one win. I'm supposed to be the optimist in this group, but I keep predicting these road losses that just won't come. And Sterling, you predicted a one one draw, two two draw, two two draw. Sorry. Um, So we got the one of the outcomes correct, but like the Dallas game, this game was the first half was super boring, awful. Mm. It was terrible. I I mean, I had basically no notes. Yeah, I I didn't really put anything down. I, I had no. Okay. Because well. as the pessimist, all I could say was negative things. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I won't go into much of it. Uh, you know, I, I like I said. Uh, well, we'll we earlier, I we picked Greg Ush as the man of the match. We did, and there were some things in the first half that I didn't like about Jan's play. Yeah, and it, I maybe drunkenly, maybe also the fact that I had a three-year-old who. Decided to wake up and huh? watch the game with me at well, you know, considering what time that was. Yeah, um, I, I just kind of agreed. You know, he had a couple good shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ultimately had the corner that led to well, you know, led to the goal. Um, and I was like, you know, overall he played very well on defense. Yeah, uh, but on offense there were just some things that were off. He he made a lot of off passes. I think there were a few times he. Just completely misread Romain's uh, runs down the side. Yep. There are a few times he missed uh, Finley, which um, I would like to, as much as I like Finley, I don't like him, and I would like to try to blame that on Finley. <laughs> but I think it was it was Jan uh, just not playing the ball let's, right. Yeah, if, let's talk about Romain a little bit. No, and, and actually, yeah, let's do that. And I just, as we transition to Romain, I think yeah. we should talk about the, the lineup that they put out uh, yeah. against Real yeah. Salt Lake. And, and be, you know, a big reason for a little bit of a shuffle was that, of course, Ozzy did not make the trip. We mentioned that. Angela Rodriguez did not make right. the trip. Yep. So you had a few changes, and you were kind of wondering that when you get met near back, that's great. That's right. He's going to slot into his role. But, what, you know, then what do you do with, say, a, a Gasper or a Dotson? Well, and, you know, they... Moved him into well, they played Dotson in his yeah. in his what he should be at in what he well, they replaced Ozzy with him, so yeah. he was played as a six. He's actually an eight. Yeah, All right. but eight and six can interchange relatively well. Yeah, uh, 
So, yeah, I think I had put out on Twitter that I thought it was going to be interesting to see because mm-hmm. you had Jan and Dotson, both eights, playing mm-hmm. in that eight and six role. Yep. And we saw that a lot last year with Schuler and Ibsen or Schuler and Thank God Schuler didn't start. Jeez. Whoever, you know. Yeah, so it's like I thought it was going to be really intriguing. Plus, on top of that, Molino started on the left. Mm-hmm. And as I pointed out earlier, you know, Molino's not a big defensive guy. No. So I was a little concerned about our defense, especially on the left side, where it's just you have two guys who want to push forward playing in that 4-2 spot, Mm -hmm. in the 6 spot. And then you've got this guy on the wing that's just not a big defensive guy. Mm -hmm. I was a little worried about the left side. Um, Overall, I think the best part of our play last night was their defense. Yeah, it was. I, Gasper, I, I don't recall. Yeah, Gasper is great on the left. Gasper had some great plays on the left. But I will say this again. I've said this in the podcast before. He has to watch what he's doing. There was a couple shoves that he had right. that could have been called fouls in really bad positions. Yeah, you know, and it, it's interesting. I, I keep going back to when my wife said that he was a douchebag. <laughs> he looked like a douchebag. He does kind of look like a douchebag. And it, a little bit, a little bit. It, 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 he is. He kind yeah. of pushes that limit he does. on what's considered a foul. He does. He plays very physically. And yeah. I, I I mean, I commend him for, so far, being able to figure out the limit. Again, he, he's he's found that gray area. Right? Yeah. But let's talk about Romain a little bit because him coming back, I think that's why the passes weren't getting to him. Because he hasn't practiced with the team for a while. Right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. So I think, we get, I think we get a little bit of a kind of – we got to reintroduce ourselves a little bit yeah. to what he does. It was nice it's to have true. him back. I mean, he was gone yeah, for oh, over yeah. a month now. It was early June, and it was thanks to you know Madagar- Madagascar's success in the Afghan. Yeah, exactly. But he made some great plays on defense, though. He had a he, couple oh, yeah. really great plays on defense. And it, that's the way he is. He's yeah. been fantastic. Mm-hmm. And did you guys notice he almost he almost had another uh, another goal? Well, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, almost identical deflection, uh, very similar deflection yeah. to his goal yeah. against I think it was Philadelphia yep. earlier yeah. in the season. It was where yep. he was out wide and yes. yep. got an yep. early deflection, almost fell back into the goal, but not quite. <laughs> well, thank God their goalie, who was forty years old, could get that pass. I mean, you know, Romando. <laughs> I get. I don't know. He's. He's always been pretty good, but we've also always kind of had his number. I mean, Christian had a good goal against him. I just want to say... Did he have a brace? He did have a brace, that's right. I want to say quickly, go look at a picture of Romando and tell me, do you think that guy should be playing goalie? Because he doesn't look like a goalie to me. No, he he looks old and he looks... He looks... Yeah. It's kind of like you took a a normal goalkeeper and ran him through face app. Exactly. Yeah. and that's what he looks like. With the at, aging on him a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, props to him. You know, 500, oh, yeah, I, 500 starts. Look, first the, MLS player to 500 the starts. The guy has been amazing. Yeah. But to be in goal at 40 years old yeah. for an MLS team, I mean, Well, you, you have to question uh, Salt Lake's decision-making. Yeah. I mean, is it because they just really like him, which I get. Yeah. Or is it because they're terrible at finding a new goalkeeper? And, and I mean, be. well, they're going to have to. I mean, he is... He's this retired. is his final season. He's gone. Yeah. He's, he's made that clear. So right. he'll be retiring after this year. So, first half was a snooze fest. 
That's what I have down. I mean, and the second half was a snooze fest. Snooze fest up until about, what minute was that? 70th. 70th minute? Yeah. So, in the 70th minute, we had, well, let's talk about Jan Gregis for a little bit here. Um, David, you were saying he was not playing well this game. Um, I mean, I I said offensively he wasn't playing great. But he had a a kick out from outside the box. He put it, like I call his knuckle puck. Yeah. Where he threw it at the goalie, the goalie couldn't get to it. Went over. I mean, he he had it in his hands, but deflected off his hands. Went over the goal, corner kick. Right. Yep. So Jan then gets the corner, and we know Jan is great on corner kicks. He's got some great. I don't know how he does it with the ball, but he's got some great uh, spin on the ball, whatever. Spins it into the box, and off to- Toy's head. Toy gets it off his head, and Darwin is sitting right at the post. Yeah. Waiting for it. And Darwin just kind of nudges in with his head. And, and just to be clear, when you say excitement, you weren't talking about uh, real Salt Lake's goal. You were talking about uh, DQ's goal. That was in the 57th minute. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yes. My bad. 57th yeah. minute. My bad. Yeah. And that was so, literally right after I said, if we hit the 60th minute zeros, we should just play for I'd be okay with those. Yeah, and I agree. Parking the I bus. I agree yeah. quickly yeah. with that. Um, so, sorry, 57th minute. My, no, that was my fault. We, yeah. get, we get the goal. Yeah. And now I'm thinking, well, should we, and we had this on, uh, discussing on, on messages, should we just park the bus? Should we just, because yeah. we scored a goal against RSL and nobody scored, has been scoring against them lately. Right. So let's just kind of, but we didn't. Yeah. I, we kind yeah, of, I wouldn't say we didn't. We kind yeah. of, I, I, I got a feeling that Heath was like, let's. let's I, don't, I don't, yeah, nothing changed. Nothing really changed. No. Um, and, and we got really sloppy. Yeah, we did. Yeah. All of a sudden, it was like I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It it was we went from a very uh, very good defense in the first half to find the first eight, nine, ten minutes mm-hmm. of the second half, and yeah, we got really sloppy on defense, and um, I just think that it's. I just think that it was. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know. We we had an opportunity to close it out. We did. Heath decided not to do that. But what I want to talk about here is the fact that when we should have parked the bus, we bring in Delani. Which let's talk about Delani a little bit. Right. Obviously, Toy has surpassed Delani in terms of who Heath wants to bring in at right. that. Uh, what spot would that be? The eleven. Good God, it's it's this forward position. I don't. I mean, it's a, it's a striker position. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. top, right? So without Angelo in there, he puts Toy in there, which is great. You know, right. of course, Toy doesn't do the hold up play like Angelo does, and they talked about that last. Yeah, time they the did. Um, but then in the I don't remember what minute it was, um, but they bring in Dunlady, and I'm going, well, that's not a defensive move. Yeah, and and you know, I think. I think that was the problem. You know, I, I was like, well, you know, I get it. You don't want to completely let off the gas. But, you know, I mean, the big thing with parking the bus is you want to have those counterattacks. And if Toy's tired, you're not going to get that. So maybe Dunlady's speed could do it. I get it, but... But I understood it because in the... So we don't park the bus, but in the 70th minute, of course, then RSL gets a goal, right? Right. Yep. And then off, my, off a corner... Off a corner. But then my thinking is, well, then 
you're, 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 it didn't work. We're, we were still kind of going for it. We're right. trying to get more goals. Let's, now let's do it. But he didn't. And he brings Bin Laden, and I'm going, well, now you're going for the win here. You're not going for a tie. You're going for a win. <laughs> maybe, maybe in the 87th minute when they brought in Olam for Darwin. But. Again, but, but you could have brought in uh, defenders. Well, yeah, I, I mentioned after that, that I would have. And this is before we even scored a goal. I said, you know, put in Miller as another center back. Yeah. And, and sit back and just try to absorb. Exactly. And, and hold up. Mm-hmm. Now, in my opinion, we score a goal. By God, that is exactly when you bring in a Exactly defender. right. Because you've, you've won the game. But he didn't. I mean, there's nothing else you have to do at this point. He didn't. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I don't. You could even make the case that after Salt Lake tied it up, uh, they still didn't park the bus. And in fact, because there was some good late pressure from Minnesota. I yeah. saw what he was doing. I, I could see what he was doing, though. He wanted to get another goal. He, he totally wanted oh, yeah, another he did. goal. He wanted the win. They nearly did. I mean, they nearly I, did. It was but a- let's go back to the, the first goal. At, at that point, you could wait a little bit to yeah. get your guys in and try to get another goal. But after like a five or six or seven minutes, and you're going, okay, we're not going to do it. Let's get. He didn't yeah. do it, and it, you know, and, and that's, I guess, props to Adrian Heath for wanting to win. But well, I, I just think you you had a chance to move up in the standings. Yeah, it didn't require any effort Mm-mm. at that point to Mm-mm. move up in the standings. Mm-mm. There's nothing wrong with being defensive. No. I mean, it, yeah, sure, there are some people out there that are going to be like, well, it wasn't pretty. Who, who cares what they think? But look at, go back to what RSL had done previously, not allowing goals. If you get one goal, you should be parking the bus. Exactly. You should be doing yeah. that. I mean, and it, they don't, it's not like they don't score goals at home. No. And you have uh, Savarino, you have uh, Rushnak, who are exceptional players. Mm-hmm. Just... Park the bus and get out get with out, the win. Get out of town, man. Get out of and town. And, of course, it comes down to a set piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it actually, and, you know, call, I don't know. I think you could, one of three things, you could call it unlucky. I mean, actually, off that corner, Gregus headed it away. Yep. Unfortunately, there was too much space. Um, you could even maybe put a knock on Vito. Maybe not his best. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you could blame. There was a few things. Unlucky, maybe Defensive, I, I know, said was a that I would place yeah. blame on Jan and Ike. Well, Jan but, headed it away originally, but yeah, but he also just kind of stood there when this mm. shot was taken. He kind of and, back, and back Ike away. also kind of yeah, he spun back, he spun a, back, twisted back. back, yeah. And it, of course, I mean, Vito obviously didn't quite make a clean yeah. attempt at it either. I mean, there was just, I it's it it's the standard Minnesota United. We're gonna piss, yeah. So, on a set piece. We can second guess it. I mean, we're, we're, we're doing right now. But right. the fact is we still got a point. Yeah. So we still got a point. Yeah. The, the winning streak is over. Yeah. We couldn't make yeah. it eight. But like you pointed out earlier, we David, have an that, that the undefeated streak is still alive at eight mm-hmm. games in all competitive competitions. Yeah. So, Which is yes. admirable. And then as well, it, they didn't uh, drop in the standings as we sit here, uh, they're still fourth in the standings. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so getting it, a point on the road in Rio Tinto, not it does tighten things up a bit. Yes, it, it does. does. The the West uh, is like we said, the West is crazy right now. Yeah, I mean I it's, mean, it's it's it's. I said this earlier 
Uh, it's, it's starting to look, and this could certainly change because the standings have a tendency to do that, as we've seen throughout the years. But it, it kind of looks to me like it's shaping up into an eight-team race yeah. for, seven for seven spots. Now, granted, two weeks from now, it could be totally different. But that's the way it looks at this moment. Yeah. Well, you know, if you look at the standings and you say, okay, let's say Portland gets a win against Seattle today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're looking at... Mm. A five-point difference between second and sixth. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at Houston, who's at 30 points and eighth place, only because of goal differential. Yeah. Uh, you know, RSL actually gained a position on Houston after draw and Houston winning, which... We, we mentioned that before uh, in our text of how Houston actually had a really good win against Toronto. They did. On the road. On the road, yeah. And it hurt them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, well, it didn't just, hurt them. But. Well, I mean, overall, the week, how the weekend ended up, ended up it yeah. hurt them. Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about goal differential because we are number two in the West. Oh, we're, we're three in the league, I think. I think we're three in the league. We have an eight, eight. which is good for us. Because any ties that come seven, through, yeah, to, fourth and Tony, you're right. It's it's good for second in the West as far as yeah. goal differential. Yep. Not yep. quite uh, up to LAFC's oh, level, but who's uh, going to get up there? It's man. unbelievable. Dude, Thirty-five. How, how is that even possible mm. after what uh, twenty-one games played? Yeah, that's unbelievable. What I'm saying is this: we come into a tie situation at any point. Oh yeah, we've got that eight goal differential right now. Yeah, I mean the state. next closest is well, FC Dallas has five and Seattle has five. Yeah. yeah. So we're good there. Um, but we get a point, guys. I mean, that's – I guess that's better than nothing, right? Well, it, it, it is because it maintained our position. Yeah. Um, I mean – Oh, you, you look back at the last, uh, what, now four or five MLS League matches, you, mm-hmm. you, you aren't going to complain one bit. No. If, you, if you're talking about four wins and a draw in your last five. So right. let's talk a little bit about Callum – Saying some things oh, during, yeah, the, uh, during the broadcast, David, you were trying to turn us on to the fact that Callum Williams, we we, we love him, but he he gets a bit he excited gets, at he's times. A excited. I, I, yeah, I've been. What was that? Was it the last game? Was it FC Dallas that I complained about him? It, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, I I complained about Kinger being a little bit too towing the company line. Yeah. With what she says, um, and Callum being. Overly excited, and then yeah. last night I said he was hyper emotional. <laughs> wow. He made it. He had a few good ones last he, night, he a couple did. at least. Uh, but he, so yeah, he he made a comment about the humidity, humidity. yeah, in Salt Lake, and I'm like, twenty three percent. Give me not a break. Humidity. And it, it was best because he said it right when they flashed the graphic <laughs> that it was twenty three percent humidity. I was like, God, I would love twenty three percent. I did. I did. To his credit, I did point out that twenty three percent is a bit high for out west. Okay, it's, it but, is a bit high, but yeah. it's not. You 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 aren't walking around in twenty three percent humidity and saying, "Wow, it's humid out." Right. But who's watch Who's watching this game? It's everybody in Minnesota. We've dealt with super high humidity for the past week. Yeah, I mean, and in fact, at that time, I looked. <laughs> And it was eighty-six uh, percent humidity. So, I mean, I, I don't. Maybe he was trying to put it into reference of 
of Salt Lake City. Okay, okay. My favorite, my, but, I think one of my favorites from Gal last night was how, I think it was at the halftime report, he, I think he, he described the first half as intriguing. Intriguing? Yes, yes, he intriguing. texted us that. We yeah. texted that at back and forth. It was like, intriguing, what? Yeah, I was like, that's, that's not an appropriate word no. at all no, to define no. that half. I mean, I guess... Uh, of course, we are, we are dealing with a, a cultural and slight yeah. slight yeah. language difference. Of course, we are. Um, so, so maybe in and the English, the British English language, yeah. intriguing means um, when we kind of say sarcastically, "Well, that was interesting." Yeah, maybe that's what he was trying to say. But. Let's say something about Cal here. I like Cal. Yeah. I think he's a great guy. And this is, I'm just, we're just joking with him here. We don't hate you, Cal, but some of the things you say are just like, (laughs) you know, come on. And I understand you've got to make it a little more interesting for the broadcast, and I get it, you're trying to make money and all that type of stuff, but let's not uh, overexert ourselves here too much. Yeah, I mean, spending three years living in a high desert, I was like, for me, 23% 23% humidity would be kind of like, oh, all right. That's nice. Great. That's nice. All right. That's great. <laughs> uh, and it, and it really, again, the, the main reason why I even brought it up was the fact that the graphic popped up. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's, that's not even close to being humid. But. So, we love you, Cal. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. But, uh, Let's before we go to break, guys. Let's talk about the one signing we've had. Yeah, here, and that is uh, I, Robin Lude. Robin Lude. But as someone said, I think it was Jeff Reuter said. Lude. It's 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 Lude. Oh no, it was Eric Durkee from yeah. uh, Minnesota United who said it's Lude with a Scandinavian drawl. Lude. I don't have any idea what that means. I'm part Finnish, but I can't say Lud. I, I I think it's Lud. Or I don't know. Well, I I almost feel like it might be like Lud. Like there's maybe a little O into the Lude? U. Lude? Lude? I have no idea. Well, let's just say he's our second Finnish player because he's our second uh, Finnish. Schuler is Finnish. Yes. I just want to before we start talking about it a little bit, I want to say that I don't understand why we're putting a lot of effort into looking at Scandinavian players because Scandinavian players are kind of I don't know. Do you look at Scandinavia as like a place to get soccer players from? I mean aside from uh, Ibrahimovic, no. Yeah, no. I you know. <laughs> I mean maybe I'm missing someone, but I don't I don't recall any. It reminds me of okay, so it reminds me of a guy on the twins named Max Kepler. You guys know well, Cap, right? He's from Germany, right? Right. Germans aren't known to play baseball. No. But the Twins brought him as a 16-year-old and kind of built him. And he's a great player now. But they didn't spend a lot of time. like The Dutch like baseball. Though. The Dutch, well. So maybe Germans kind of. Maybe. By extension of being connected to the country border-wise, they are. I've never actually seen anybody play baseball in the Netherlands. I mean, yeah. I know they, they, they're they um, like the Dutch Antilles and in, in sure. the Caribbean. They're big, huge big. Well, in, yeah. into baseball. Yeah. But actually... On mainland Europe, I've never seen anybody play baseball. Yeah, well, but again, I, do you look at Scandinavia as a soccer? Well, to be fair, I mean, like Norway. Norway had a pretty good soccer history. I mean, especially with regards to to their women's national yeah. team I, going uh, back right. in the early nineties. I mean, I I picture Scandinavia as 
if you want to pillage a country, sure, you go to Scandinavia. Yeah, they know how to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm just kind of excited though. I think you know some of us were concerned that uh, you know possibly Ibarra could get moved, but obviously yeah. now with this signing, he will not be going anywhere. Mm, I don't know. No, no. Why <laughs> would you sign somebody with the first name Robin? Well, Batman and Robin. Yeah, I know. I, that's, I'm assuming I know that's one of the about. major reasons they signed so, him. So. so Sterling's done a lot of research on this guy. I, in fact, in my note, well, in my notes, sorry, Miggy, but I said in my notes from last night's game, Miggy looks like shit. Yeah. Um, but I could have sworn... Maybe it's the whiskey. Oh, it's, it's a it's PR genius. I mean, it, Batman it, and Robin. You can keep that going for another year. Okay. Or two it least. may have been the whiskey talking last night. I could have sworn I wrote down that uh, Miggy's on his way out. The one um, thing I will say about, and maybe he will, maybe he isn't. We we can only speculate at this point. But I mean, I it, it because of Lude's availability, not till mid August. Doesn't it make it difficult to move a guy like oh, Miguel yeah. or anybody else? It does. Uh, sure. Ahead of that busy. When schedule. does the window close? I think it's about August 9th. Yeah, I could yeah. be off by a couple days, but it's it's before presumably Lude would be available to play for the team, so it's going to make it tough. We've seen some comments about Schuler not being happy here. Well, yeah, I, I think Schuler's gone. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of people in the press that think he's on his way out. He's which out. I, I think I don't know that he's major league soccer starter. No, but I bet. He could go back to, to Scandinavia oh, somewhere. Of course he could, yes. Without a doubt and start. Yeah. Um, so, I still maintain that I think Miggy will be gone before the end of the window. Uh, with Robin, I told you guys that I'm pretty sure I've watched every possible video I could watch of him. Mm-hmm. That's available to the average public. Obviously, yeah. there are some people that probably have access to something else. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not impressed at all with him. Yeah. I, I think even his highlights, I'm just like, all right, cool. Now, I mentioned in our texts last night that I wasn't high on our Darwin signing either. But so I was wrong. Where did Darwin come from? Columbia. True. Columbia. He was a different pedigree, I mm-hmm. suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I nailed the head... Nail- and nailed it on the head with uh, Demidov. Yeah. As soon as we signed him, I immediately went to social media and said, the guy's hey, going to be a complete disaster. I, I want to put you on the spot here, Sterling. And, and where, where did uh, Lude come from? Where, where was his previous club teams? <laughs> Jesus, well, don't do that. Well, previous club was Spain. Yeah. <laughs> Sporting Gown. I mean, in Spain. Sporting Gown. The second And division. I can, cannot possibly pronounce it, which is why I ignored the <laughs> club name. Um so Sporting Gion, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, then prior to that mm-hmm. was Greece, and it's. Uh, I'm looking at it. And I, I know, and I, I, I can it. I can say it if I look at it. It's a. Uh, it's a uh, Pena, Panathinaikos. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, it's Panathinaikos. All right. Um, I, I try to somehow say. Uh, a geological time period of sure, but it's Panathinaikos. Um, you know, and and for me, I don't know. It's it's the it's the difficulty in understanding where he is. You know, we were interested in him when he was in Greece, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't come here. He ended up co- going to Spain, 
I maintain that I think La Liga 2 is not as good as MLS. Yeah. There are a lot of people that will laugh at that, but I really don't think they are. Yeah. Um, and so with the fact that he hasn't done well in Spain, mm-hmm. in the second division, that that's a question mark to me. How, however, in Greece he was played, I would say, almost entirely, again, from what I've seen and read, almost entirely as a central midfielder, as okay. a number eight, as right. even occasionally uh, moved up to number ten. Uh, in Spain, he was pushed out wide. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the problem. We selected him to push him out wide. Okay. Now, he's left-footed, mm-hmm. so that would suggest he's he's going to be good on the left. Yeah. And that's probably why Sporting Gaon played him on the left. Mm-hmm. But if he couldn't get minutes in the Spanish second division, I don't see how he's better than anyone else we have on our team. Exactly. In my opinion, I think... I think um, even when Miguel isn't playing where he should be when he's playing on the left, he's not any worse. Yeah. Obviously, these guys have watched him for two and a half years, have scouted him, which probably a, have been to games, so which, I don't know. Which is amazing to me that you say two and a half years they've watched this guy. Yeah. And if you look, you've looked through the highlights. You said he didn't see anything good with them, and there might be some. Well, highlights. I didn't say good. I just didn't think anything didn't, spectacular. It's spectacular. Yeah. Maybe there's some highlights we haven't seen that he exactly. Doesn't I mean, any that's the big thing with highlights is we don't get to see everything. We don't get to see how he plays in defense. We don't get to see the build up. We don't get to see. And how does this slide his in? Interactions. With, like, he's yeah. not. Uh, is he coming in as a designated player? I don't. No, he's not. No, no he's not. It's okay. completely tan. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, there were rumors that it was five hundred and eighty thousand. Oh, transfer so they're just pay, they're paying yeah. down that using mm-hmm. tan. Yeah, and it, Sporting uh, ended up getting him on a free. Yeah. Which also makes me concerned. Well, yeah. I mean, why did, uh, why did uh, you know, I can't even say the name now. Yeah. Panathia, Panathikos. Yeah, I can't yeah. say it. Good enough. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that team in Greece, why did they let his contract expire yeah, without trying to cash in on a for loan? Nothing. Yeah. I, I, just, or, I mean, a, a transfer fee. Yeah. I just don't. There are things that worry me about that. Well, then I've also heard rumors that he's got he's really good. I mean, he's got some skills, but he's not a worker. He's he's lazy. I've heard he's lazy. Yes. That a lot popped of up a few times yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Um, from player or fans of uh, sporting. Let's before we let's kind of get this like wrapped up a little bit with him. Before we get out of it though. Let's talk about the Reddit thing. That you had yeah. mentioned. So somebody on Reddit popped up literally, what, the day after the signing? Yep, yep. Brand new account. Mm-hmm. Brand new, I mean, first ever post. Just to say on that post about Robin, apparently from Finland, mm-hmm. that he was this glorious... Glorious player. Player that you yeah. know, has just never been... But had the oppor- never had the opportunity to be yeah, proven. Never had a chance, really. And it, I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry that Reddit. If right away, Reddit is questionable. That smells of somebody yeah. doing something. I, I know somebody said that. Anyone sure it's not Manny? Well, <laughs> and I was like, well, honestly, could be. Or could be. <laughs> his agent. 
Right. I mean, his 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 Robin's agent could have done yeah. the same. Could have done that. And it, you know, I I brought up the point that they only mentioned Alex Ring and Schuler as being Finnish players. Yeah. And it, there is one other Finnish player, and I don't know if it's Sunday. I can't think of what his name is now. He plays for Montreal. Um, he's got like 50, 53 caps with the Finnish mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they mention him? No. I mean, maybe it's just simply mind blank like me right now, but I at least know that he's there. Yeah. So why did they only mention the most obvious Alex Ring mm-hmm. and the most obvious to us? Rasmus Schuler. To us. Right. So it's, to me, I'm like, I don't think this person's actually from Finland. I don't I, think so I either. just don't think it is. I think it's a, it's a marketing type of move. Because yeah. you could do that on Reddit all you want. I, yeah. we could, I could go on Reddit right now and put a new thing up there and be like, oh, the Lucy podcast is the greatest podcast in the world. You know? Yeah. People be like, no. I mean, you could like create a, you could basically sell yourself as some like. Yeah. Podcast genius exactly from New York right. City or something. Exactly like right. I mean, it, it, I don't know. I, to me, I just think that there's something fishy about it. And with that tweet, yeah. I even put a, a gif of a tinfoil hat person. Yeah, I saw that, know, yeah, yeah. Just conspiracy to me. I just think it's, it's kind of funny that yeah. that happened afterwards. Uh, it's too coincidental. So let's break here, guys. We come out of the break. Stevens, are you staying around? I, I should say, you guys can take a break. I'm going to leave. i got to get well, out of Stevens here. Stevens is going I, to I, Vegas. I, well, another, it's another scouting trip. I'm going to head over to uh, yeah. Cashman no, no, Field. No, no. Let's be honest. So before, this is the last time you'll ever hear Dave no. Stevens yeah, on this podcast. Yeah, we fired him. I, I, actually, there's, yeah. I do, you know, the USL side, Las Vegas Lights FC. I'm going to oh. go check out. I'm going to go meet with the management meet with and just kind of see, see, check out right, the so roster. They, they don't happen to be in town. They are not playing this weekend, but I'm just going to meet with them. So before you go, Dave, let's say this. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yes. That's why I'm kind of going to Vegas. Dave uh, turned 40 uh, this last what last uh, weekend. About a week, week ago. A week, week ago, and yeah. change. Yeah. We went out to Omni for a couple beers yeah. on your birthday. I, um, I may have said that I was going to wait till 11.55 to wish you happy birthday, and then but you I actually the forgot. Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he turned 40. I turned 40 in a week and a half here. Um, so, God, um, you guys are old. I know we're old. So Dave is going out to Vegas with a friend of ours uh, to uh, enjoy the uh, nightlife and the gambling and the uh, debauchery. For a few nights. That yeah. is Las Vegas. I wish I could have gone. I wanted to go. Um, but uh, my wife works and it didn't happen. So, But, uh, yeah, so Dave's got to catch a flight here. Uh, certainly I'll be back, though, because we have some things to talk about. We'll talk about some things that, uh, what was it? The um, I'm a bit intrigued. By we the have, second half of the podcast. Well, we have to talk about the security guard issue. Yes. And uh, that whole situation. And then the, the meth gators, because we have to talk about meth gators. I can't wait to listen to that. I, yeah. I may have to bring up the uh, the seagull in Wales. The seagull in Wales, yeah, we talked about before the podcast. I have to thank my friend Chris for posting that on yeah, the profile. Yeah. So, um, Stevens is going to head out to Vegas. Certainly I'll be back in a couple minutes. All right.
10K, we are minus one because Stevens has left for Vegas. He's been fired. He's been fired. Yeah, we, we actually joked about firing him because of this whole situation. But we're not firing him. We couldn't fire him. Really. I mean, could we? We didn't. I mean, we could, but Why he brings enough value. He does bring value. To exploit him enough. Yeah, he brings, yeah. He brings So we're still at 10K. Um, we grabbed some more beers. I got their sour Berliner Weiss, um, which is like, it's a sour. It's only 3.2%. Yeah, I saw that. Which is like nothing, really. Yeah, it's like a case a night. Yeah, so it's it's good. You have a couple of these and you'll be okay. You got the, uh, what did you get? The, I got the Keller beer. Keller beer, yeah. Um, also pretty low. I think it was 4.8%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a it's a little bit darker than an amber, mm-hmm. lighter than a stout. Uh, it's a lager, so you know, mm-hmm. I think all, I think all their beers are lagers, aren't they? Right now they are. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's it's. I love the uh, the maltiness. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. Um, you had something from the GI Joe food truck. You had the brat. I did. I had the bazooka, which is the bazooka. A yes, brat. Obviously, sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. I put onions, mustard. How was that? Was it good? It was fantastic. You yeah. know, I was, I was telling you at the bar mm-hmm. that it's uh, the brats flavor is something that I haven't had before. And I've had a lot of brats, but I've never tasted it. And maybe I was, I was saying to you, I was saying maybe it's from a local, local, local yeah. place that doesn't do a lot of, you know, right. brats or whatever to area grocery stores or whatever. So he's found a spot that does it just for him and some select yeah. few, and that's that. So. And, it, you know, the great thing about him is... It's the basics. It's yeah, yeah, and the prices are reasonable. They were like five, six bucks. When we talked about this, I said, um, you know, you get a lot of these food trucks that come in, and they're like got the craziness, and they're like ten dollars, eleven dollars, yeah. and there's some great food. I, mm-hmm. No question, there's some great food trucks, but uh, GI Joe has got the basic food truck with the brats and the hamburgers, burgers, and the veggie burger, veggie burgers, even. and the sides are just like your basic, your coleslaws. Yeah. And he does it well, and they're they're nicely priced, and that's exactly, it. yeah. And you get to you get to um, support a veteran. Yeah, nice good, guy, good stuff, super nice guy. Yeah. Um, so let's get into some talk. Um, we're talking a little soccer here, and then we're going to talk a little about podcasting. We're going to talk about meth gators, meth gators, yes. And we're talking about seagull, seagulls, yes, seagulls. yeah. So let's talk a little soccer right now about an incident that happened at the Austin Villa game. Yes. Which we didn't talk about this podcast because it was a friendly and it really didn't really matter. Yeah, we didn't pay attention yeah, to it. Yeah, attention And they had a problem with the broadcast anyways. Yes. So um, there is a security guard there who we've had, I think the, the supporters group has had some issues with. A little yes. bit. Yeah. Jen, specifically True North Elite. Yeah, Jen, who's been on the podcast before, she's had some issues with this guy. Yeah, she was threatened to be kicked out. Threatened to be kicked yeah. out. Um, and I think we may have actually mentioned this We probably did. So just to preface this, um, the security company that works at Allianz Field is not part of United. They are right. yeah. They are contracted out. So they, yep. the United contracted out and they're their own and entity is it West Security? It could be. I, I can't remember. Um, the name. So there was a, a little video going on on Twitter about Austin Villa. The uh, manager, it's, it's Smith. Is it? Uh, uh, I don't remember who it is. So there's a couple of fans who were sitting in uh, near the entrance. Yep. They'd taken their Austin Villa shirts off to get him sign, to sign it. 
the security guard, this guy, came over and said, put your shirt back on. No, you got yeah. pissed off. Well, then the manager of Austinville came over, and they took their shirts back off again to have him sign their shirts. Yep. And the video shows that he signed one shirt, came yep. up to the guy next to him, and as soon as he went to the guy next to him, the security guard came over and ripped the shirt out of the hands of the Austinville manager. Yep. And, and the Austinville manager was like, what the F is going on here? Yeah. You know, whatever. Come to find out later on that because of this transaction that occurred, they, the guy was able to get his shirt signed by the manager and some other players yep, and things and like that. Minnesota United did very well of just uh, giving some free food, beverages, free food, beverages I think even some like merchandise that. stuff. Wow. But it brings up the fact that you have a security guard who obviously is taking his job way too seriously. Way too seriously. And doesn't know anything about soccer. And it, it obviously. Yeah, and it gives a bad name to Minnesota United. It does. Even when though, they have no control over it. Even though there's a contracted worker, it gets a bad name because this guy is working in Allianz Field. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And uh, I don't know what his again, we don't know his side of the story. We don't know what he's dealt with before. We don't know if he's been a security guard at other places where he's had to be a little more aggressive. Right. But what does that say for what United have told the security guards about? Uh, you know, is there a process? What happens? Right. You know. Yeah. You know, and I was I was in the Wonderwall when I believe it was the first time mm-hmm. that there were issues, and I got to witness all of it go down, and mm-hmm. it it did kind of seem like it was a it was a power trip issue. Yeah. And it, you know that's a problem. They need yeah. to. The team needs to do something about it. I know they addressed it with fans that were harmed, mm-hmm. quote unquote harmed. Um, and it, you know I, we don't want to beat a dead horse if no. they're doing something about it. But it, it's it's still I think it's a black eye for the team. It is, especially when you have a friendly against a team from from England. Yeah, I mean, uh, my deal is this: uh, a it should never happen. Um, you should have the security guard should have had a little of knowledge and said, "Well, the guy was wearing the shirt. He's going to take it off to get a signature. He's going to yeah. put it right back on. Um, he's not being. It's after. It, and the thing was, it's after the game is over. Right. It had no bearing on it. So if he took his shirt off after the game was over, who gives a shit? You know. Oh, by the way, um, let's just make this comment here. We have a dog barking in the background, yes. which. Because this is a dog friendly, 10K is dog friendly. Yes. So, dog bark. So, once again, we have, we have dogs barking. Yeah. So, to finalize this, it's a black eye for the for I, I think it is. Yeah. And, they, and, and I understand why they can't address it at this point because it's a contracted worker. But oh, yeah. And, you know, I think there are privacy issues that you yeah. could argue too. Yeah. yeah. But um, the next game, when is the next home game? So, the next game would be this weekend. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see if we see that guy, that same right. security guard, in the same location. Of course, none of us will see it. Well, yeah, well, I, okay. My bad. Uh, just we can't see it because um, I'm turning 40 on July 31st. My wife is throwing a party for me in my house on the 27th. That is a home game. Uh, Sterling has sold his tickets off because he's coming to a party. Thank you, Sterling. Um, so we won't see it, but we could actually talk to some people there. And I would like to point out mm-hmm. that uh, my wife and I are celebrating our 14th anniversary mm. on the 25th. Oh, nice. And, of course, when would you probably go out to celebrate? 
Saturday. The weekend. Saturday. After. Well, then go on and Friday. And of course, we're at we'll your party. F- we'll go Friday. I mean, come on. We'll go Friday. I know. Do you want me to throw a little I, thing I have no logic party? in my argument. I'm just... Do you want me to throw a little party? We'll have a, we'll have a duel. All my right. 40th, <laughs> your 14th. That's fine. It's fine. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me feel like an ass. Come on. Come on. Uh, but we have some peeps. Jen will be there. We have some other peeps who will be there. We could totally ask them if that guy was still there. Right, yeah. I'll be interested to see if they've moved him somewhere else, maybe. Well, where? I mean, what what are they going to move him to? Uh, another section? I mean, the the way he's the way he's treated fans, you don't even want to put him on the gates. Well, again... I mean, I can't imagine him being on a gate and oh. me walking through with my pins on my coat. Oh, I'd be like, I'd be like good God, just, just lock me up and get it over with. Yeah, well... The guy committed something that uh, shouldn't have happened, but yeah. whatever. We'll see what next time happens. Um, I do want to talk right now about um, an article in the New York Times that came out, and Aaron Gleeman of Gleeman the Geek brought it up on Twitter, and I actually read it after he brought it up, um, saying that podcasting had hit a bubble, and the bubble had burst. And the crazy thing about this article was they could have done a great job with the, with the article and they could have said it bursts and this is why it's bursting and whatever. Sure. And their big thing was there was too many podcasts now. The problem is they tried to make it seem like there's too many podcasts by interviewing a guy who had started podcasts about advice podcasts and then talked to him and the guy had done the podcast for six weeks and he wasn't making any money so they quit doing the podcast. Now, Gleeman made a good point. He said... Uh, Myself and the geek have been doing this podcast for years. We just started making money on this thing, a little bit of money, not enough to quit our day jobs. Right. But we do this because we love it. And I want to bring this up because myself, David, and Dave, we don't expect to make money on this podcast. We actually put more money in this podcast than we make out of it because we have some small sponsors and some other stuff. Um, We do this because we love podcasting and we love craft breweries that's the only reason we do this right and so I, I don't like that article I, I it makes it seem like people are trying to get into it to make money and it's not about making money well you know I, there are a few things that I don't like about that article you know and it, I have to preface this by saying I didn't read the article I'm going completely by what you said but um, I mean first yeah you don't start a podcast to make money no unless you're a celebrity exactly right you know, if you're a Adam Carolla type, Adam Carolla makes who, money. Who you know was known. Mm-hmm. I mean, known well beyond the word known mm-hmm. um, before he did it. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, if you're a musician or a movie star who does a podcast, mm-hmm. you get to gain traction by your name. That's right. Um, if you're a media person and you're doing a local podcast, you gain traction by your name. That's right. Uh, I mean, we don't know a ton about this guy that started this. But no. now for us, the three of us have are literally nobody, right? Um, no one knows us. Any, well, now that's changing. A couple fans know yeah. us. Yeah. Um, and we decided to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, what is it? We've been in this business now for one year and four months yep almost exactly probably yep. and we're gonna maybe 
I think, receive a payment of $12. Exactly. In the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So it took us 16 months mm-hmm. to make $12. And how much money did we put in this podcast? More than $12. More than $12. We pay for our own beers most, most places. Of the time. Yeah. Some breweries give us some free beers, which yeah. is fine. Uh, we paid for our own uh, business cards. We paid for our own equipment, equipment, uh, uh, graphics, all that type of gas stuff. to drive to these exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's insane to do a podcast for six months. I mean, unless the dude was Mark Wahlberg. No, it was six weeks. Well, sorry, yes, six weeks. So, I mean, unless the dude was like Mark Wahlberg yeah. and he started a podcast. to I mean, advice. What is that? But realize the fact that if you're going to do a podcast to try to make money and you do it for six weeks, you better start off pretty good. Right. If you don't have a name, you better market yourself, advertise, spend money before that. You have to spend money to make money. Right. You can't just put a product and it's, think that you're going to make money. Yeah, out. it's complete insanity. It's stupid. Wow. Do you think musician, musicians start being musicians and think, well, I'm not going to spend any money, I'm going to make money? There, nobody has. Right. You spend money on your, your, your setups. You spend money on marketing. You spend money all that stuff. Yeah. To get to where you're at. And, it, and it, you know, you, you think about bands will spend mm-hmm. 40, 50 grand mm-hmm. to get their record yeah. recorded. That's right. And it, people barely know. I mean, they've probably been touring locally and yeah. maybe regionally. Yeah. But people don't really know them that much. No. So they're going to spend, and well, I should say they, by them I mean their label, mm-hmm. will end up spending, you know, tens of thousands of dollars yeah. before they even are known. And it's, a, it's a bet. It's a gamble. It's a gamble. And again, I, like our podcast here, we're going to probably spend some money on uh, so a new logo, a, a secondary logo for us. Yes. That's going to cost us money. We might at some point uh, spend money on doing an electronic billboard. Right. Which is going to cost us a little money. bit of money. You know, we're not doing that because we want to make money. We're doing it because we want more listeners to listen to what we're saying. Yeah. And we enjoy that. Right. I enjoy the fact that we come to some of these places and we have some people who show up. Right. You know, or, you know, our deal with uh, with uh, Dual Citizen and True North. I, I enjoy that. I enjoy yeah. people listening to this. Um, it's not about making exactly. money. I mean, it'd be awesome to make money, but of course it would. But who cares? We're in a niche niche market. We're in a niche market, right? And so that brings me to the next point. It's like, how can you say that podcasts have reached a bubble? Okay, we're not talking, not talking uh, even. Let's stay in our niche. We're not talking about craft beer. No, where eventually there are two thousand breweries that make the same thing. Mm Hmm. We're talking about ideas. That's right. We're talking about, uh, you know, even the same idea has different perspectives based on the person mm-hmm. who's saying them. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult to create a bubble yeah. in terms of podcasts because you could have six murder mystery podcasts, but you have eight, nine, ten different people doing those podcasts so you're going to get eight nine ten different perspectives right it's just not the same thing i mean you know we look in our market there are what probably four podcasts that do minnesota united stuff and we all do differently we're all different we're all different people yeah you have uh the daves i know yeah they do a different total podcast than we do you know we're we're 
again, Dave's I know do a weekly podcast about uh, about the about United. We do an every other week podcast about United, but we do it at breweries. We do it a little different. Yeah, different and it, you know you have you have Wes who does the fifty five one podcast. Exactly yeah, he right. does it differently. You yep. got Jeff who does uh, uh, he has his Patreon site. Yep. He does things differently. That's I mean, right. it's the reality is. It's, everything's very subjective. Mm-hmm. And when you add multiple people into it, you get multiple ideas. You get multiple yeah. variations. I, I think it would be very difficult to have a bubble for podcasts. No, it's, it's, it's like trying to say like trying to say novels have a bubble. Yeah. We've, people have been writing novels for centuries. And people doing podcasts for years now. So yeah, yeah, I, 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 I hated the article, and I hated the... I just... I, I, like I said, to finalize this, to put though that guy in there who had done a podcast for six weeks and make him kind of the main key of the article was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, it's it's typical New York Times. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like that. I don't like the Times. New York Times, come talk to us. We've been yeah. doing it for uh, over a year now, and we're still doing it. We're not yeah. making shit, and we're still doing it. So. Right. That's right. So let's talk now about the big thing that I put on Twitter. Yes. Meth Gators. Yeah. Now, we've had a lot of zombie talk on this podcast. Yes. And we've kind of... That, that had a, we've tried to put that to bed. We put it to bed. We have a new thing now, and it probably won't go past this podcast because it's a one-time deal. But recently, uh, a, uh, I think it was a, um, a sheriff uh, office in Kentucky, I believe, or Tennessee, some, some place down south. They told people not to put their drugs down. I think it was Alabama. Was it Alabama? Because it was someplace that had alligators. Yeah. Uh, They told people not to put their drugs down the toilet because they're creating meth gators. And they said they've dealt with meth gators before. Right. And my my thought is, think about the amount of drugs going down toilets all over the country. (laughs) Right. Okay? And so meth gators, that's a bad deal because I don't want to see a gator on meth. But nope. I think about Minnesota, and I'm going, okay, Minnesota, meth, not that crazy. But I think about other drugs, and I'm going, mm, let's see, uh, marijuana. Right. You know, maybe some uh, drugs uh, for uh, anxiety or whatever. Do I want to see, uh, any, like, the loons around here or anything <laughs> yeah. like that, you know? <laughs> a loon high on THC. Yeah. And it goes back to a thing that I've read. I've read this for years. It's not only about flushing things about the toilet. It's about throwing things away. Sure. That the drugs get into the water system yeah. here. So you can actually find traces of different drugs in the water that we drink. Yeah, I mean, that's a big thing with the op- opioid crisis. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I think Minnesota, aside from the water sources, Yeah. you know, luckily we don't have... We don't have alligators. No, I mean, thank God. I wouldn't want to come across a musky no, high on meth. No, no, no. I don't know. It's kind of a it, that. That's a scary fish to begin with. Would you want to come across a bear high on meth? Huh, am I safe? Well, I mean, can I can I witness this from a distance? Well, yeah. Because quite honestly, that might be kind of fun. What I'm saying is, that, you know, you know what meth does to yes, people, yeah. right? I mean, it makes them freaking nuts. Mm-hmm. And we've all seen the ads yeah. before the movies in the movie theater. Yes. There's a face on meth. It's another, whatever. whatever it's, it, it's crazy, right? My right. kids are always like, 
really? That would be? I'm like, yeah, don't do meth. Yeah. No. But have you seen it? I noticed an alligator on meth, so I don't no. know what they look like. I, I'd like to see, uh, they should do an advertisement of uh, Smokey the Bear. <laughs> and then Smokey the Bear on meth. He's smoking the bare method. He's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I like, mean, I'm just like, telling you. His fur would be in clumps. Yeah, like, yeah. Be all like <laughs> kind of uh, mangy. Would he be wearing a back wrist trucker? <laughs> 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 I, I, I think uh, I, I, I do wonder. Now, when I flush my toilet, yeah, I don't think it. I mean, maybe I'm ignorant here, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it doesn't get into the river. No, and, and, and speaking from my own, uh, what I know about it, because my electrical company does work with wastewater treatment plants. Yeah. So the wastewater treatment, wastewater from your toilet, it goes into a the plant. Treatment. So they, yeah. And they treat it. They and get they rid of all the stuff. And then they release it. But they can't get rid of Meth. everything. There are trace amounts of things that right. get into the water supply because you can't get rid of all that stuff. This is the problem. Wastewater treatment plants originally were set up back years ago to yeah. stop solids, really is what right. it was, to yeah. stop solids and to get rid of the bacteria, bacteria and yeah. stuff like that. They've never been set up to stop drugs or you know that type of stuff to get into your water supply. So that's why I said there's been some some a lot of talk in the last ten years about people flushing things or going to landfills that are getting into the water supply because you can't stop all that stuff. So we are drinking a glass of water. We are submitted to trace amounts of things. Sure. And meth down in Alabama has become a problem with the alligators. Yeah, that's interesting. And again, I want to say that if this guy has dealt with meth alligators before, I'd like to see a video. Right. Let's see what the alligator is doing. Yes. Is it robbing uh, banks? Is it trying to get money from people? I don't know. But I mean, I, I guess I've never witnessed, knowingly witnessed, yeah, anyone on meth. I haven't either. Um, I, but I know I, from what I heard what they do is they try to get more money and try right. to get more. Uh, they more they meth. tend to raid change jars. So what would an animal do on meth? We don't know. Right. You know. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it pops up and you're going, this is the world we live in right now. Right. We have meth gators. I mean... I mean, so is that worse than a zombie gator? <sighs> or is that a whole... That's a whole other thing, man. I mean, zombie gators, that's different. Meth gators are on drugs. They're not looking for, you know... Are they looking to kill people? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Huh, maybe that's the next assignment we should send Dave on. Yeah, well, he is going to Vegas, so... Yeah, maybe we should... Is there anything in Alabama? I don't think so. I drove through Mobile once, and that was not... I wouldn't awesome. go to Alabama. I, it's kind of depressing. But Sorry. there's there's some stuff down. Yeah, yeah. You know, you spring breakish time, yeah. maybe. We could send Dave down there next yeah, spring. I'm sure. I don't know if he'd come back. He might not want to. He might, he might not want to. Maybe not. College girls. <laughs> College girls. <laughs> Sorry. So, don't. He's not even here to back himself up. So, um, so after meth gators, let's go to your story about a seagull. Yeah. So, I, I have to thank my friend Chris for sharing this on my uh, Facebook profile. He 
thankfully thought I might get a kick out of this, and I did. Um, so in Wales, there was a seagull mm. who uh, attempted to nab food from a meat processing plant. Mm-hmm. And he ended up falling into a vat of chicken tikka masala. Yeah. Good lord. And it... I mean, you gotta look it up. It's on the BBC. Mm-hmm. And he is bright orange, like you would suspect. Yeah. yeah. Anything that fell into a vat of chicken tikka masala. Yeah. Um, and so he went to a... Uh, a veterinary hospital in Tewkesbury, England, mm-hmm. and they managed to get him cleaned up. But unfortunately, he still smells like curry. So, my question after the whole experience is: and he still smells like the curry stuff. Does that mean he's like every animal that wants to eat him is going to be able to sense him very well? Well, and here's the question: uh, what predators? Does the UK have? I don't no, know. No. Um, but then, two, do predators in the UK mm-hmm. uh, have interest in curry? Well, I guess that's like two good I questions. Mean, I mean, if I smelled a seagull yeah. that smelled like chicken tikka masala, yeah. it happens to be my favorite Indian dish. Do you want I may it? want to eat it. Well, of course you would. So... I don't know. I don't think the UK has. I don't think they have any wild bears or anything, do they? Well, what, what they have eat, deer. What would eat a seagull? I don't even know. Um, like sharks? Sharks eat seagulls? Yeah, I would think so. Okay, so let's say this killer whales, maybe. This curry seagull is flying low over the coast of England, and a shark smelled the. Can a shark smell? I don't I know. I think they're about blood. I don't know. I, I guess I have to do some more research on this. I, I'd be more concerned about the seagull landing in the water to get a little minnow. Mm-hmm. And somehow the the seasoning permeates yeah. off it into the water. And then a whale, killer whale or shark but is ki- like, that's tikka masala. But the, but the killer whales know what that is. Well, they probably don't, but it we would still taste good. We right? know what that is. Yeah. And we'd be all like, wait, wait, wait. I mean, you like Indian food, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I could eat Indian food every day of the week. Yeah. Um, but I think the seasoning. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe the spiciness. Maybe it's too spicy. It might mm. detract a shark from eating that. It might. And it might detract other um, predators in the area from yeah. actually going towards it. I mean, I don't know. I, I think... The, the thing that really attracted me to the story was the fact that it's it's the UK. Yeah. And it's Indian food. <laughs> yeah. And I think if you want to make a stereotypical joke yeah. about the UK and food. Yes. Aside from it all being shitty. Yes. Indian food yeah. is pretty, pretty typical. Curry and we, houses. And, and we know why. Yeah. It's because they were... Yes. India was a... What would you call it? A uh, colony of colony yeah. of England for a long time. May have exploited it a little bit too much. Yeah, if we go back in the history books, yeah. we will see that European countries did exploit other countries for a long time. And England had a tendency to exploit a lot of people. Yes, yes. yes. Um, no offense to England. <laughs> my 
question is, now that he's kind of been marked as a Curry Seagull, is that will he be able to hang out with other Seagulls now? Because they all kind of hang out together. Right. So I, I have that, a feeling he's going to have to go out on his own. So he's like he's a stinky Seagull now. Yeah, and he's going to... He's probably going to uh, find himself relegated to the curry houses of Wales. Yeah. yeah. If there are any. Yeah. Uh, Dave, before he left, pointed out that Tewksbury is near Birmingham. Yes. And I believe Birmingham is where Astonville is. Yes, it is. I think so. So maybe he's never going to want to leave Birmingham. And he's just going to well, stick around to the curry houses in Birmingham. So he's going to be kind of a lone seagull. Yeah, maybe he'll start becoming a land call. And I guess I, I would be interested to see uh, his story after this whole situation happened. I'm hoping they yeah, track the guy and him. say, hey, what's going on here? At least put a band on his leg. Could right? Disney make a movie about it? <laughs> it's Disney. <laughs> curry seagull. They yeah. could. They could. You got some friends, you know, it's... What yeah. do you smell like? Because my, my whole thing with smell is like, if you're in a pack of a group of people, if you're a smelly guy, you're not going to want to be with the right. smelly guy. Right. It's kind of like... Yeah, when, I, when for instance, when I eat a lot of red onions and garlic, yeah. Yeah. my wife has a tendency to ostracize me mm-hmm. from the rest of the family. But again, have you seen Charlie Brown? They have a guy named Pigpen. He was always dirty and kind of That's smelly. That's true. They liked and it. He hung out with all of them. Yeah, I mean, even he his danced. dust cloud. They he still, danced. He still danced with, with all. Yeah, yeah, he was still there. But maybe, maybe the the dust cloud and the smell mm-hmm. isn't quite like curry. Yeah, curry's a very like strong smell. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get that out of you. No. You know. No. As a, as as humans, we we do that. We have the smell of the curry where. Right. Usually it comes out in a day or two. You know? Yeah. It's, you know. It, it, it's always great when I would have Indian food. Or, yeah. Well, we'd order Indian food, and then we had leftovers. Yeah. And I would eat it for lunch, and inevitably I would go out and, like, mow. Yeah. And I'd get sweaty. And you'd smell And I'd smell like curry. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. We had a guy uh, I used to work with. I won't name his name. But he used to, uh, we used to drink a lot back when we were in marketing and advertising. And he, we'd go out on a Thursday night or whatever, Thursday, Thursdays, he'd come back in and the next day and he'd sweat booze. You could Ooh. smell booze on him. He wasn't drunk, but he was sweating the booze out of him. Oh, right, yeah. And it was, uh, if you didn't know what was going on the night before, he'd be like, what did you do? I was like, well, he was at the bar right. doing some things. So. Um, yeah, I do that a lot with garlic mm-hmm. and, and Indian spices. Yeah. yeah. We're not sweating a whiskey today. You had a lot of whiskey last night. I had a decent amount. Yeah. Un- yeah. Until, until Liesel decided to wake up, mm, and yeah. uh, my wife is out of town. Yeah. And she left Liesel with me. Yeah. So my parents have been here, but still, you know, it's eleven o'clock at night. The game's yeah. almost on. Yeah. I I cut myself off. It was a good idea. Yeah, because I was like, well. She could probably fend for herself, mm-hmm. but you know. See, I can do that now because I got a seven and eleven year old. So those two, if I get you know, if I drink a lot at home when the wife's at work, they're fine. They're have okay. you have you looked in a mirror the next day to make sure they haven't drawn any 
things on your face? Yeah, or? no, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the seven-year-old. Uh, the other day, she decided to, and I wasn't drunk at the time. I was just, I was downstairs playing games, and all of a sudden, I heard, uh, "Don't tell Daddy" or whatever. I got upstairs, and she had melted crayons in the microwave. Nice. I think she saw it on YouTube. Oh. And uh, the week before that, she tried to make pancakes by herself. When I wasn't there, my wife was there sleeping. Trying to make pancakes by herself by putting together flour and water sure. and uh, mixing it up. It's and close. then um, turning the microwave on, and my wife came down and said, What are you doing? I'm making pancakes. And, no, we don't. Make. She, she wants to do this, and she's actually good. She can cut vegetables up, and she wants to cook. Oh, that's cool. But she's kind of getting a little bit over sure. exuberant about what she can do and what she can't do. Right. You know, and I, I, I love her to death, but she's getting a little bit too crazy about you know, things that you know, she shouldn't be doing at this point. Right. She can make the Kraft macaroni and cheese in a little bowl and put it in the microwave, and that's fine. You know, and yeah. so, but I said, let's leave it to that. It's not uh, crayons in the microwave. Not a good idea. I said, did you see it on YouTube? No. I'm like, yeah, you did, because why else would you know right. to do that? You know? Yeah, that's... that's well, I mean, maybe kids are different, but I would never have done that unless no, I, I would have seen it. Well, exactly right. I would never have done it because we never saw that on, well, TV. I mean, what would you see on TV? Right. You know, I. That's a nothing, good point. Nothing. Now, however, I did, when I was little, for some reason decide I wanted to see what a spoon did in the microwave. Oh, yeah. And there was no YouTube to tell me. Don't do it. No YouTube in 87 to. Don't do it. Tell me what yeah. happens. No. I just decided, well, this looks interesting. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's put that in there. <laughs> Giddy up. Didn't work out well. <laughs> I'm supposed to did. Did you buy a new microwave? Surprisingly, no. Oh, it's and still in work. fact, unless my parents listen to this, they still don't know. <laughs> what? So. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, again, uh, with the YouTube generation, they see things on YouTube, and of course, they. The people on YouTube do it in a kind of confined, right. and there's a reason they're doing it. Yep. The kids, of course, see that and they say, "Well, I can do the same exact thing." And it's like, no, you know. probably not. Yeah. And there's not a lot of on YouTube. There's not a lot of ask your parents before you do this. Right. They just do it. Right. You know, they're trying to get viewership. You know, they're trying to right. get people to. Yeah. You know, and they make a lot more money than podcasts do. So. Apparently. Yeah. Exactly right. So, I think we're. I think we're good for today. We've had some technical difficulties. We did. We and, the, you know, I mean, ultimately, no one's really going to know. No one's going to know. I'm going to say it. It's we, weird. We had a downing of the computer, which was weird. It was like picking up one mic and not the other mic, and it was doing yeah. crazy things. And yeah. I, I still have no idea of what happened. So, you know, in the end, tomorrow, you're going to listen to this episode and... or. You know, next week you're going to listen to this episode, and you're yeah. not going to know what happened. Nothing was wrong. Yeah, right. we even got Dave to finish or pick up where he left off. Exactly right. It was weird. I think there was. I think there's gnomes in there, though. I think there's little gnomes like doing things on your computer. I don't understand. Well, you know, and I mentioned this. I've I've used Apple now for well ever since the first iPhone came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've never had an issue with anything. Mm-hmm. So this laptop is now just over a year old. So I figure it's about time I have an issue with something. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe it's telling me it's going to be an issue. I don't know. Yeah. It's an app. I mean, man. it's now worked for an hour and a half. Yeah, I don't get that. 
Yeah. The glitch in the system, dude. Um, again, we're at 10K Brewing. Uh, people have started... The, the brewery's not... There's not a lot of people here, but there's people outside. They have a little patio outside on the uh, main yeah. drag here. The people have been walking by, of course, in downtown Anoka, shopping and stopping by for drinks. So it's getting a little... Not busy, but it's a nice Sunday out. I mean, it's surprised more people aren't down here. Um, I want to maybe they're scared. They could be based on the last few days. Yeah, you're right. You know, we've had a lot of storms and yeah, heat and all that stuff. But I want to thank Ten Kanger Brewer again for having us out here. They've been great. Um, I will say that we wanted to come out here. Months ago, we had a little glitch in the system where they emailed us and emailed me and didn't get back to me, and they had a thing going on, but whatever. It's cool. Um, G.I. Joe, uh, the food truck, G.I. Joe food truck. Yes, They're out good. here. Great guy. Uh, if you see him, go on Facebook, look at G.I. Joe's uh, food truck, see where he's going to be at next. He's got some great food. Um, next podcast, I don't even know where we're going to be. Because we yeah, got a little bit say. of a... It's a weird schedule night. We're scheduled because the Vancouver game is at 3 o'clock no, on a the Sunday. Portland game. The Portland game, sorry. Yeah. Portland game is at 3 o'clock on a Sunday. So we're trying to figure out where we're going to be because certainly you're going to that game. Um, so, so we're trying to get a breathe maybe in St. Paul. You know, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, Stevens is gone, so uh, he can't say anything nope. else. So we got anything else to say? No. All right, so I'm going to jump into our little uh, thing with the advertisers. Yes. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, Golden Gold Press, the best choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. Also, thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf sponsors to MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for you or your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. For myself, Tony Pervenanzi, for Dave Stevens, David Sterling, we'll talk to you again in two weeks. See ya.
Switch to Sprint and get our best unlimited deal ever. Four lines of unlimited for just $100 a month. Plus, we're including four amazing iPhone 11s on us when you trade an iPhone 6s or newer in any condition. Visit Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1 or come see us in our stores. Phone after $29.17 per month credit for 18 months credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Requires new account. Unlimited basic after $731.21. Pay $35 per month per line with auto pay. Date 80 prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming speed. Maximums use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Switch to Sprint and get our best unlimited deal ever. Four lines of unlimited for just $100 a month. Plus, we're including four amazing iPhone 11s on us when you trade an iPhone 6s or newer in any condition. Visit Sprint.com, call 800-SPRINT-1 or come see us in our stores. Phone after $29.17 per month credit for 18 months credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Requires new account. Unlimited basic after $731.21. Pay $35 per month per line with auto pay. Date 80 prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming speed. Maximums use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply.